Hi, I'm Claire Davis from Mental Health Chats, and we're here to encourage people to open up conversations about mental health. I'm Claire Davis with Mental Health Chats and I'm here again with Benny. Benny's back. Hi Benny, how are you going? Hi Claire, I'm well, how are you going? I'm really well, thank you. And thank you for joining us because we are here to sum up the topic on menopause. And some of you might be thinking, well, why is Benny here? Because Benny wouldn't be experiencing it. No. What I <laughs> well, there is something called male menopause that I'm doing a lot more research on. So I'm going to look into that and do a series on male menopause. But what we're talking about is female menopause at the moment. But Benny, the reason why I wanted Benny here today to sum up, as he always does, is because menopause actually affects everyone. If there is a woman yeah. going through menopause, it's going to affect the men in her life, it's going to affect her family, it's going to affect her in the workplace. And we saw that in the three chats with Lauren, Catherine and Emma. So Benny, you've got a wife who's at the age of menopause, the age of menopause. I'm just going to look at stats a lot today because there's a lot of stats. The average age in the UK is 51 and women can get to the menopause between the ages of 45 and 55. But one in a hundred women actually reach menopause before the age of 40. And Lauren mentioned that because she reached menopause yeah. at 38. So Benny, how old Sharon, your wife? Um, she's uh, just under 50. Yeah. She's uh, born in 73. And so yeah. she's just under 50, approaching 50. Yeah. So she's definitely in that, uh, in that 35 to 55 year old uh, window where yeah. the majority of menopause occurs. And yeah, uh, yeah so it's, uh, it's relevant to us. And uh, I hadn't really thought about, I hadn't really thought about it a huge amount, I must admit, Claire, before this topic came up and it's been quite interesting. And, uh, you know, being a male and, and not being across the whole topic, I'm interested in what, in what you've, what your experience has been. And, uh, and 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 how how it's impacted you? Like I I know that with Sharon, uh, you know things have been a bit different, and uh, but I I'm not, I'm not exactly sure what's going on, and I I think that was one of the main messages uh, that came out of the three speakers, um, particularly perhaps uh, Claire, you know, uh, just talking about being aware of of yeah. uh, what's going on, so. Uh, so that you're in a in a position to deal with the changes. Um, I I did note down just a few quotes just before we throw to you, Claire. Yes. Um, hormones can create chaos in in women's women's lives, and I'd I'd be really interested to hear of your experience. Yeah. Well, thanks for that, Benny. Um, I'm going to give you a few statistics, and this was statistics from 2017. And um, I'll put the link to these in. And what it found was that almost half, that's 46% of women experience hot flushes, 37% experience night sweats, and 37% also experience low levels of energy. So that goes yeah. with some statistics from 2019, which I found interesting about menopause in the workplace, where 
63% of menopausal women say their working life has been negatively affected by their symptoms. And yeah. what that also highlighted was 34% in the workplace developed depression and anxiety, while 29% had significant loss of confidence at work. Now, yeah. Lauren mentioned that in great detail, and that's why Lauren is so passionate about going into the workplace and helping women, but also helping women's partners and their families to really understand. And Lauren told me a story once about, um, she had a CEO come to one of her talks, a male, and she said, well, I'm really interested as to why you're here. And he said, I've, I've got to understand my, my wife. I don't know what's going on. And I think what often yeah. happens is we don't know what's going on. And, uh, you know, some more statistics are that over half of women, 51%, say that menopause has affected their sex lives. Now, that's a big thing in a relationship. And, yeah. you know, we've, we've got to understand this in our relationships. You know, why are people suddenly not wanting to, why doesn't she want to have sex with me? Well, maybe it's because menopause is affecting their sex life. So, Benny, you did yeah. ask the question about my experience. Now, I had a very, very turbulent time going through puberty and then in my 20s with my hormones. And what's been interesting is that I actually had, when I was 48, so I'm 53, some of you who don't know, I've got a lot of friends who watch this, so you know my age, I'm 53. And when I was 48, I went through quite a low period for about three months. And I had no idea what was going on. I was just so low. So my, my, one of my closest friends who's a GP said, get a check, get a check for eye, get a full MOT, she called it. So over here at MOT is what you get done on your car. And she said, get your hormones checked. <laughs> so I got them checked and I, I went to the doctor not thinking anything about menopause. I was 48, I should have realized. And she basically mm. said to me, you're post. And I said, what are you talking about? And she said, <laughs> you're post-menopause. I said, but I haven't experienced anything. I don't know what you're talking about. And then I've reflected on the three talks that we've had. And I've reflected on my time before that. And I do remember I did have a couple of hot flushes at night, you know, night sweats, but only a couple. But I know that I had a personal trainer at the time. And when I was going to him, there were times where I was just sweating so much more than usual. But I just thought, wow, I've done a great workout. Mm. But after Emma's talk, I really reflected on my diet. And what I found was, mm. and it sounds so logical, my diet has changed completely since my mid-20s. If anyone knew me in my mid-20s, I did have a problem with weight. But my diet's changed completely because I realized there were certain foods that didn't make me feel good and bloated me. So I've cut a lot of these foods out. And I eat a lot of the foods that Emma talked about. But I didn't realize I was helping my menopause. <laughs> so I <laughs> A lot of greens, I you know the kales, the broccoli is all those she talked about. Um, now the estrogen yeah. I found interesting because after my fourth child, my friend who's a GP said, "Get a Mirena because I had really heavy periods. So get a Mirena because it will stop your periods." So Mirenas and one of our and I'll put the link in one of our articles mentions 
getting more estrogen in your body. And the Mirena puts estrogen in the body. So I've asked quite a few of my friends, and we've all sort of talked about what's helped us with menopause. And the few who have had Mirenas have found that the menopause hasn't affected them as much. So, yeah, right. but I, I have had one friend who said, well, one of my friends has a Mirena and men her menopause has been dreadful. So who knows, who knows? It's not an exact science, any of mm. it. However, what I'm saying is I've sort of reflected back and thought, well, my mother had really bad menopause. I do remember it. But for me, it wasn't that bad. And is it because of my diet that I was exercising that I had a Mirena as well? I don't know. I can't relive that time without those things to actually do the research on it. But it's really interesting, isn't it, Peter? Yeah. yeah. I, I think, uh, I th I think uh, you hit the nail on the head there, Claire. It's a combination of things. Um, it's like a lot of, you know, the, the link between menopause and, and mental health issues. It was, uh, it was interesting to hear the three speakers. And yeah, yeah Emma's, Emma's one about, you know, with other mental health, uh, when we've talked about other mental health issues, we always talk about the importance of sharing and being able to speak with someone who's close to you and all that sort of stuff. And it was interesting to get the nutrition angle. Um, yeah. You know, just by chance, I noticed that, that Sharon actually eats all those things. So I don't know whether she's doing that deliberately, but she's uh, definitely eating a lot of broccoli, um, kale, um, Brussels sprouts, Big on the Brussels sprouts, and uh, and yeah, look. Uh, one, one thing that popped up that's common across uh, the other mental health topics is, um, you know, alcohol. It, it, uh, Emma made the, the point that it's not great for for menopause, and uh, so just listening to your experience about you changing the diet, it, it sort of coincided. You, you change the diet coincided with you know that with menopause happening in your life. And it sounds like it, it did, you know, it, it offset the, uh, the effects of, of menopause on you. And I think that's, uh, that, that's a great story. You've, you've got to combine all those other things. Be aware, have awareness, know what's going on and expect the changes in your life. Um, expect to be a bit cranky. It's not just all about hot flushes. I think uh, was the point that uh, Lauren made at the start. There, there are a whole lot of other things that happen um, when you start getting that hormonal uh, turmoil in, in your life. So if you're aware of it, you can talk to other people about it. Uh, one of the speakers, I'm not sure who it was, said to speak to someone who's experienced it themselves, if you can, someone who really knows what they're talking about. And all the time we talk about speaking with uh, pro professionals uh, yeah. in, in the mental health area and, and likewise with, with menopause in that medical area. So um, yeah. it's a really interesting topic. I hadn't considered the workplace thing and the impact. Yeah that it has on, on so many people at work. They've had to change their careers. Um, when they don't know what's happening, you know, it can just uh, completely change the direction of people's lives. So it's such an important topic, Claire. It is. And I think something else that we need to take away from this is we know it's from 45 to 55. Why aren't we preparing? It's such a taboo yeah, topic. Yeah. People don't talk about the M word. It's like, why? Why not? It's just natural. Yeah. Um, so that's... that's uh, Let's open Another up one of those stigma things. Stigma. Let's open up those conversations. It's not to be ashamed of. And not just opening them up. Women out there, don't just open it up with other women. Talk to your partners about it. Talk to your families about it. It's so, so important. Yeah, definitely. 
I, I don't think a huge amount of that happens, and I think that it needs to. Like I, just just from uh, listening to the three speakers and listening to you, it's sort of, uh, you know, a lot of things are sort of coming together for me. So uh, I, I'd encourage people to to yeah speak with their partners about it. It's it's really important. Lovely. Well, thank you, Benny. Our, our next topic is a, a very, very sensitive topic. Um, and it's a topic that I've sort of tossed up whether or not to include. But I did have a very good friend of mine who was here in the UK, who's moved to Canberra, um, who approached me and said, I would like to talk about my experience. Um, she's not going to be our first speaker. So watch out for her. She's an amazing woman, Liz Walton. She'll be in the series. So our first speaker is a lady called Nina Malone and she will be opening up the topic on sexual assault. So I look forward to seeing you all on the next topic and thank you very much, Benny, for joining us. It's been really lovely Thanks, to Chloe. open up the conversation of menopause with you. Thanks a lot. Take I've care. Okay, bye. -bye. bye, -bye. We hope you enjoyed the chat. If you found any of the tips useful, follow Mental Health Chats. Thank you.